People I know podcast and radio show. We are on week three in isolation in our tiny closets, and we're doing all right. Alexandria, tell the world what's happening in your world. No signal, no connection. That's, that's <laughs> my world. Internet problems every single day. I'm done. I'm tired of it. At first, I was really okay. I was like, you know, I needed to sit down. I needed some indoor time. Heart really going out to a lot of people who are struggling right now. But I was like, this working from home thing, I could use this right now. But then week two came around, and the connection issues was like, ha-ha, I got you, girl. And I'm done. I'm tired. Okay? I'm sick of it. That's my week. I'm with you, Alex. Internet right now is like air or water. In order to work, to do anything, we all have to be online. Yeah. Being connected is so important right now. And And with that, folks, we lost Alex. Her connection is going in and out, which is kind of perfect given what she's talking about right now. Yeah. Uh, Alex may be just joining us in and out for the show. (laughs) Yeah, she'll pop in randomly, and she'll talk about, in the moment, what we've been referencing two to three minutes ago, I imagine. (laughs) TJ, my man, what Uh, is happening, blood? Oh, you know, just living in this pandemic world, being a pandemic girl. (laughs) (laughs) Is it the other way around? Oh, well. I spend most of my days, you know, just staring out the window for countless hours, wondering what it all means, really. And if life will ever return to normal and be the same. Coronavirus 2020. (laughs) I wonder, TJ, has this done anything for your New Year's resolutions? Are you just saying none of it's happening at this point? Oh, yeah. The six-pack isn't happening anymore. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to get abs this year. You can do crunches at your house. What? No, I can't, George. It's a pandemic. You can't do crunches. <laughs> the CDC was specifically like, no, don't want to do crunches right They're now. Like, no crunches. crunches, only chocolate cookies. Yes. You only increase your chances of getting the COVID if you do the crunches. You're right, TJ, because I know a lot of folks that are offering these free at-home personal training sessions and anything to keep you physical. And it is possible to work out at home. I haven't been doing it. Uh, It sounds like you haven't been doing it. George, I'm sure you've been hitting the trail for a few miles every day, right? That's the first thing on my list. It used to be. I was thinking about it today. Two years ago, I was running marathons, and now I am certainly not running marathons. <laughs> run in your house. You can run around there. I just run around the dining room table in circles. So one guy ran a marathon in his backyard, just running back and forth between the fence and the wall of his house. Okay, I have to correct. Marathon means a certain distance. I just meant I was running. I've certainly never run a marathon. I've run a 5K inside on a treadmill at an Orange Theory, but I don't think that counts. You ran a septinthaton, which I think is just a couple blocks, right? (laughs) Yeah, yesterday I ran late. I don't know if that counts. (laughs) 
I'm in grad school, I've mentioned before on the podcast, and this has actually been a great time to catch up on all my homework. The next We're time sorry, I have but some participants due, may be experiencing temporary audio done. issues. Our teams are working to resolve this as quickly as possible. You know, it was really rude of her to interrupt you like that. I had no idea that a writing degree would involve so much writing. That wasn't in the brochure, George. It's full of lies. They just showed pictures of people taking picnics. Yeah, well, here's what I really was working on today. And TJ, this made me think of you. I don't know if the world is aware, but I was reading today how activist research combines postmodern ethnographic techniques with notion of reciprocity and dialogue to ensure reciprocal and mutual beneficial relationships among scholars and those with whom knowledge is made. Am I right? Oh, my God. That's so relatable. That is a direct quote from something that I had to read for grad school today. <laughs> I got to know, funny people, have you all heard about Karen? Uh, many times. Oh, my God, I love mm-hmm. this. George, can you give us some context for this Karen controversy? <laughs> yeah. At some point last year, it became popular to call that woman who demands to call the manager Karen. And that became a generic name for that woman. It was even, I think, one of the words of the year. It's definitely referring to a white woman. This week, a petition was put out, and a number of Karens voiced their anger with Karen being a pejorative. And they said that the word Karen was sexist and racist, and it was akin to using the N-word. And it definitely has a point of view of what sex and race you are, but I certainly don't agree with the last part of their argument. It's the Karen Coalition. The Karen Coalition? (laughs) (laughs) They hold their meetings at Starbucks. Yes. (laughs) I think the very first flat white from Starbucks definitely had the name Karen written on it. That's that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. Alexandria, what do you think of this whole Karen controversy? I can understand being mad if your name is used in a silly and even if your name is used in a way to make fun of people. Like, I get, haha, stop that. But what you're not going to do is say uh-huh. Karen is akin to using the N-word. The fact that you can say Karen and you don't have to say the K-word, right? but you know. <laughs> yes! let you know what it is. So I just want to give a big girl boo to Julie Bindle, the journalist at The Guardian who wanted to start this conversation on Twitter. Girl, we got bigger fish to fry, honey. We got a whole virus just tearing up communities. And you want to come through with a fake racial slur, I would say it's more akin to OK Boomer. That's what Karen is akin to. It's akin to you're such a millennial. We can get offended on that sense, but until Karen systematically oppresses someone, I need you to sit down, girl. I just need you to have a seat. The OK Boomer phrase is also kind of funny. TJ, can you explain OK Boomer to people who maybe don't know? Yes. There are people who say OK Boomer is when they're saying it to an older person of age because they did something that was so like them as a boomer. The person who said OK Boomer. Um, yes. Well, that about sums it up. That, good, good job, TJ. That's it. That's it.
Those were all words. That <laughs> makes sense, you know? Yeah, that's right. I understand. No one likes to be generalized. We can agree with that. Complaining that Karen is a racist word is such a Karen thing to do. <laughs> okay, that was what it really needed to be called out. It's almost similar to when Heidi Klum was offended by being called a white woman. Now, granted, <laughs> I understand that people were using it in a shady way. However, the fact that you were offended means you are probably the type of person people are throwing shade at. Yeah. Let's have a moment of reflection here, y'all. Where's accountability for ourselves? <laughs> and for our listeners who haven't heard of OK Boomer, if I could take another stab. TJ, I know you did a great job setting it up for us. OK, OK Boomer is a catchphrase that gained popularity among young people in November 2019. It's used to dismiss or mock attitudes stereotypically attributed to the baby boomer generation, so older folks. As millennials now entering our 30s, we're like what Generation X was 10 years ago, where we're jaded. We realize at this point there's not a lot of hope really to be had. And so mm. I think that's sort of the feeling that OK Boomer came from, where we say, well, we're not going to vote in droves, but we at least want someone to blame. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Like Karen. And I think we're partially responsible for Karen because Karen feels entitled. And Karen wants her own war. You know, what's Karen going to do? Karen can't volunteer, George. This is all Karen has, Alex. <laughs> Karen Bye, Karen. often right in her credits. Usually when she's throwing that hissy fit at Marshall's, she's probably correct that that return policy is bullshit. Fair. To her credit. You know what this is? This is a result of unfettered spin class energy. <laughs> There's all these orange theory vibes floating around in the universe, and they can't do it. They don't know what to do, so they have to invent a controversy. This is nothing but some Lululemon craziness. <laughs> it's everything you just said, Will. I totally agree. They ran out of smoothie mix. They were bored, and something just needed to be wrong today. This needed to be the mayhem for today. You know, it brings to mind the limitation of service learning courses and students' perception of themselves as imparting to the poor and undereducated their greater knowledge and skills. Students often see themselves as liberal saviors. Indeed, if the university representatives understand themselves as coming to the rescue of community residents, students will enact this missionary ideology in their tutoring. Right, Karen? <laughs> yes. Yes. It all goes back to grad school, right? This is Orange Theory Intellectualism brought to you by the Funniest People I Know podcast. <laughs> TJ, I understand in this time of need, mm -hmm. when we all so desperately crave a bit of your worldview, that you have done us the great honor of a list. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I've been waiting all week for this, pal. Yes. I haven't made a list in a while, so I thought this would be the special occasion to bring up Things That Make Me Nervous, Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> a sequel to my first list, Things That Make Me Nervous, Part 1. So here it goes. The first list sequel tonight. Yeah. Things That Make Me Nervous, Part 2. 
people coughing, people sneezing, people touching things, people touching me, people shaking hands, people just shaking in general. You got one of the <laughs> symptoms. Go home. <laughs> People gathering, people continuing to gather, a crowd of people that won't stop gathering 10 feet apart, people. People getting close to me, people talking to me, people just even looking at me, don't even think about it. People wearing masks, people not wearing masks, people with masking tape masks, people walking on the sidewalk, people running on the sidewalk. People just sitting on the sidewalk. Get out of the way. There's a pandemic happening. Yeah. People at the grocery store, people in the park, people in the parking lot, people on the train, people sitting next to me on the train, people that sit next to me on the train and start talking to me. There's 20 other seats available on the train to loon, and there's a pandemic happening. People in my apartment lobby, people in the elevator, people in my hallway, people at my door, people knocking on my door. Go away, people. In <laughs> I can agree with you more, TJ. That is the most agreed list you've ever written. Mm-hmm. Everyone's making me so nervous right now, spreading their germs and their COVID symptoms. I don't want any part of it. Your hair's never looked better. I need a hairstylist. I'm going crazy. I usually get a haircut two or three weeks ago, and now it's locked to the side, you know, on its own sometimes. <laughs> But it's nice and fluffy. Yeah, I like it. It's looking good. And I'll, like, see someone, and they'll be looking at me, and I'll, like, smile, and like, hey, what's up, you know? And then the hair will be plopped to the side. It's another great bit for an audio podcast. Yeah. (laughs) TJ, thank you. That list was inspiring. Thank you. Folks, we have a very special guest during this time of quarantine. We've got Christina Alupi, who is Skyping in from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hi, Christina. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hey, Christina. Hey. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. Thank you for having me. We are truly lucky to have Christina on the show. Christina is a Greek celebrity. She's an actress, model, TV personality, born and raised in Greece, but now you live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that right? How did that happen? I get that question all the time. (laughs) (laughs) What I love about this is that you have commentated a lot on Greek TV, and you've become sort of a reporter for Greek folks about what's going on in the U.S. with the coronavirus. You're the boots on the ground in the United States, right? That is correct. And actually, I just had an interview a few hours ago on a major TV show in Greece. I usually do one per week. They just want to know what's going on here. They get all the info coming from the media, but they don't really know what's going on because those things are filtered sometimes. So they call me and they're like, you tell us what's going on. How this started is one day when the whole stay-at-home social distancing started, my husband and I went on a ride with a car and I started recording what the neighbors were doing around the neighborhood and parks and stuff like that. And I was basically spying on everyone. And then I was like, <laughs> look at that. Yes. Look at them. They're outside. They're socializing. <laughs> they should be at home. And look at them. They're working out together, sweaty men in the park. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. And look at those people. So I kind of spied and ratted out on everyone and posted that on Instagram. And then they called me because they're like, okay, she can rat everybody out then. Perfect. Her neighbors, the government, her cat. <laughs> perfect. Yes. Yeah. 
You're a Corona spy, Christina. Yes, I am. I'm your friendly Corona neighbor spy. <laughs> I feel like that's such a fierce gig that probably just came around so quickly and so unexpectedly because this little virus wants to like act up and now you get to be Harriet the spy with it or something. You're like solving Corona mysteries. It's really cool. <laughs> Anyway, that's what we're doing nowadays, and people are really interested in what's going on in the U.S. They want to know because it's a big country, it's a big power, all eyes are on us. In a couple of short sentences, what is it that you're reporting? Is it no one's taking it seriously and they're a bunch of cowboys? What's the word in Tulsa? More or less, that is what's going on here. Like, <laughs> yep, nobody's really taking it that seriously, but apparently the police is and like i guess our governor um our mayor uh because yesterday i went on a spy drive and they actually had tape like the murder kind of tape around every single park and playground so i'm pretty sure nobody wow. got murdered in every single park and playground. <laughs> oh, oh wow we're just to prevent people from uh hanging out there so they are taking it seriously here not the people but the officials so that's good. That's good news. There's yeah. a very popular bike trail, and it began with one strip of caution tape from the police. And then somebody ripped it down, and there were three strips. And then somebody ripped that down, and now it's basically a wall of caution tape. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. I also want to know about Dancing with the Stars. Yes. Why do you want to know? You were on the Greek version. I was. A few years ago, before I had kids, the year before I got pregnant with my first child, he's three now, that was very exciting because I love the show and I've been watching it. I was living in Los Angeles at the time and I flew back to Greece to do the show and it was nothing that I could have ever imagined. It was so hard. Oh, really? It was <laughs> So the pain was real. All that smiles and oh my god, I'm so happy! This dance is amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Behind those smiles, like I just want to go home and sleep. I'm so tired. It's exhausting. It's painful. First week, I go there and meet my dancing partner. He's Italian, by the way. He's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to wow them. He's like, do you have any dancing experience? I'm like, some dancing lessons here and there, but I'm not a pro or anything. It's a great, okay, perfect. So here's what we're going to do. And he shows me a video of this girl doing a backflip on a guy's back. Oh, God. I got really? I don't think I can do that. He's like, no, yeah, trust me, you can do it. You can do it. So first week of rehearsals, I basically shutter my rib. Seriously. Oh, wow. Painful. And I spent the rest of the five weeks that I was on the show with shots and physical therapy and a bunch of medication and painkillers just to be able to dance. It was, guys, it was so painful. And I gave birth without an epidural. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. Trust me, it was more painful than giving birth. Oh, so, my gosh. <laughs> But it's a, it was a beautiful experience, guys. It's hard work. You really need to be committed. You can't be just like, okay, I'm just going to go have a rehearsal for a couple of hours and I got this. No, it's like hours and hours and hours of rehearsing. You're tired. You're exhausted. You have to keep going. When you watch it as a viewer, you're like, they must be having so much fun there. But when you're on the show, the competition is real. The ambition is real. 
the music that they play during those eliminations is always so intense. And I always wonder what are the contestants feeling when they're standing up there? Is the music pulsating to them? Are they intense? I feel like you just confirmed all my fantasies I've had about the contestants I've watched on any competition show. It is so intense. And you know what? The difference between the Greek and the American Dancing with the Stars is that in Greece, it takes twice as long to announce the results. And the camera is in your face. You're like, please let it not be me. It's nerve-wracking, really. It is. That's so crazy. It sounds like no matter how bad this pandemic gets, you can always say, well, nothing is as bad as Dancing with the Stars. That is true. That is true. I'm glad I did it. I would do it again and again and again, but it's a lot harder than people imagine. And also the celebrities, you know, they're not really honest about it. That's the other thing that blew my mind. There was this uh, famous singer that was on the show the same time that I was, and she was being interviewed in front of me. And she was like, I love it here. It's amazing. This is like, I'm having the best time of my life. It's perfect. And then when the crew went away, she turns around and was like, I hate it here. I won't leave. This is like the... I can't take it anymore. And I was like, yes, wow. We're delighted to have real royalty on the show tonight. So thank you for being on the podcast. Christina, how long have you known George? I've known George, I think, almost as long as I've known my husband. I met my husband almost 10 years ago. So I would say I've known George for sure, like nine years. We've been doing this podcast now. We're on our third season. We've done over 100 episodes. And I'd love to know something about George, a memory, an experience, (laughs) anything you can think of that might humiliate him in front of five and 10,000 listeners. Oh, my goodness. You're bringing me in a tough position because, honestly, he's such a gentleman. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That's the George I know. I love him. I love him. He's amazing. There's nothing wrong with him. How is that possible, by the way? Now that you mention it, how is that possible? You ask me that question. I'm like, huh. The only complaint that I have is that one time we went out for brunch, and I have to order the weirdest thing on the menu. That's my thing. Like, I go to a restaurant, and what's the weirdest thing on the menu? I have to order it. And that specific place, it was pig ears, and he wouldn't have any. I'm like, really? Like, just try one. Nope. Nope. I was like, that's a dog treat. <laughs> what about photos at your wedding that ended up in the Greek tabloid? And I think that's the only thing I have to say about him. He kind of annoyed me a little bit. My wedding was in 2017, and a lot of media came there. It was packed with photographers, paparazzi, cameras, and there are certain magazines that have contacted me and wanted to exclusively print the pictures. So they send their own crew and they're like, yeah, try not to leak any pictures because we want to be the first to post it. And then George, and I told, I think I told everybody, hey guys, don't post any pictures because, you know, I promise, I promise people that they're going to have an exclusive story on my wedding and the baptism of my baby. And then George goes and posts a series of pictures from the entire wedding. Like so many. And he, he tags them, Costina, because my husband's name is Costa, I'm on Christina, so we have to be like Brangelina or something, Costina, <laughs> of course, like according to George, and they found it, like the Greek media found it. Oh my God. And they reposted them everywhere, and I was like, so, I was like, no, what did you do? 
George, George, George. I didn't know about the exclusivity until after I had been posting the pictures. I'm like in church posting pictures because everything is so beautiful and amazing. And one of my cousins is like, hey, she very specifically asked us not to do that. By like the end of the weekend, I'd gone viral. People Magazine in Greece, all these European magazines, everybody had posted these photos. The best thing is George, at the end of the day, he was like, oh, well, sorry, damage is done. At least can you tell them to tag my name correctly? I asked for credit. (laughs) George is like, I need my photo credit. I've been taking all these vacation photos, too, so I went kind of viral on Instagram for a weekend. Alex, did you have a question you wanted to ask Christina? I wanted to backtrack a little, if we could, because you talked about being able to give this perspective to the Greek media about what's going on currently with the COVID situation in the U.S., and I just wonder how Greek media perceives how the U.S. is handling this situation. I'm just going to be honest, guys. I don't want to make anybody mad here. I'm just going to say what people are saying in Greece. They're kind of disappointed with the U.S. They expected more because we have known that this thing was coming for us for months now. And basically no action was taken here. So people are a little bit disappointed, especially Greeks. Greeks really look up to America. Like, they love America. want to visit America. They love the culture. They love the people. They love the movies. They copy everything. Like, the Greeks seriously copy America in everything. They hold America in a very high standard. So they're a little bit disappointed. Christina, we're going to try a new bit here on the podcast, and we'd like you to be our guinea pig. We're going to try (laughs) our own version of the Inside the Actor's Studio questionnaire. I'm just going to hit you with some questions, and you can just answer the first thing that comes to your head, and, you know, they don't have to be long answers. And then after that, we're going to read a sketch that George wrote, and because you're an actress, we'd love for you to actually play one of the parts. Would you be willing to do that? Sure, that sounds like fun. All right, excellent. So here we go. These are a few questions in order to get to know you better. Christina, how often do you floss? Every other day. How do we solve poverty in America? Create more jobs. <laughs> Great answer. Who is your favorite golden girl? Blanche. Yes. <laughs> Good choice. Yes, yes. What is the best kind of pie? Galactoburico. <laughs> yes. 100. It's a, it's a Greek pie. It's a creamy, creamy Greek pie with syrup. Sounds great. That looks amazing. How many dates are appropriate before engaging in sexual relations? Uh, Two (laughs) weeks. (laughs) Okay. Wait at least two weeks. Two weeks. (laughs) That's fair. Tell us about something that made you laugh this week. My son, who said the baby has a huge booty. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. Folks, we're going to try something brand new on the podcast. For the writer's room today, we've got professional actress Christina Alupi, who's going to play a role in a sketch that George wrote. The particular sketch we're going to read has a ton of sound effects. We're not in the studio. So we had to make do with the sound effects machine that we have access to, and his name is TJ. George, you want to take it? I wrote this sketch for TJ. I know that he has this talent where he can make any sound effect, and we wanted to live in that moment. The name of the sketch is Seaside Proposal. Oh, Gabriel, you're so romantic. Thank you for this picnic by the sea. So beautiful. Not as beautiful as you, babe. 
<laughs> so peaceful, just laying here with you, listening to the ocean. Veronica, honey, I have something very important I wanted to say to you. <clears throat> Ever since we first met. Oh, oh, oh. oh wow, listen. Oh. I know that bird. It's an albatross. It, it sounds not very like an owl. Oh, owls aren't usually by the sea. This must be a very rare breed. That's interesting. This night couldn't be more perfect. Maybe it can. Listen, Veronica, ever since we first met, I've always known... Oh, God, I'm so, so sorry. So sorry. Hold, hold that thought. I'm so sorry. It's probably working. Oh, never mind. It's just my mom. I, mean, I, I can call her back. I can call her back. It's fine. Oh, okay. Veronica, ever since we first... Ring! Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Now it's, it's on silent. Sorry, sorry. It's not on silent. It's definitely not on silent. Okay, now it's on silent. Now it's on silent now. Okay. It's malfunctioning. This is a broken Okay, I am so sorry. Okay. Okay, now, no, okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. Can we lower the volume somehow? Uh, I think it's broken. Okay, wait, wait. I think I got. I think I got it. Did it? No, no. I mean, I don't know about technology. Okay, wait. Okay. okay it's done. Good. Is it done? It's done. It's done. Okay. I think so. Okay. Sorry. There. You know what? Never mind, Veronica. The moment has passed. No, please. I'm sorry. I I want to know. Oh, okay. 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 I was saying. Uh, ever since. Ever since we first met, I've always known that you were. Damn it! It's eight o'clock. So? Well, that hurry will miss the train. The last train of the night. Wait, wait. You're going to have to do that again. That's not a train. That's a sick animal. <laughs> Think train. That's a boat. <laughs> That's a wolf. <laughs> train? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, how's it? <laughs> oh, I think I can try. I can try. Yeah, go. Go ahead. That's an emotion. <laughs> That's great. Do that, TJ. I'm here. It's the last train of the night. Don't worry. I'll call an Uber. That train is stupid. Oh, good plan. Okay, back to you. No, no, it's fine. We'll just, we'll discuss this another time. Oh, please, Gabriel. Pretty, pretty, please, 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 please. Fine, fine. Veronica, I just wanted to say that oh. ever since we first... So sorry. That's my alarm. Remind me to take my 
birth control pill. Okay, my, my birth. Okay, birth control pill. Okay, sorry. Okay, go, go, go. Oh, okay, fine. I, I'm never going to get this out. I have to get it off quick. Ever since we first met, I've always known that you are the woman that oh, I... Oh, my God. God. Do you hear that? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Veronica, please. Oh, Kitty. Sounds like she's hurt. Where? Help me find her. Where is she? Yeah, kitty, 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 sound effect there, TJ. Great work, buddy. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. Thank you. Veronica, we're a huge fan. We can't Veronica. wait to share this episode with the world. Good luck in Tulsa. Don't get sick with coronavirus. Don't get sick, anybody. Love Don't you. Don't touch your face. Thank you, so Thank you. Thank you. This has been Christina Alupi. Thank you so much for being on the show. I want to thank you for inviting me. Such an honor. And also, I want to thank you for all the kind things you said about me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Folks, this brings us once again to the end of another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We are going to continue broadcasting, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. The COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the governor has just said basically that this is going to last now to the end of the month, this shelter in place for now. He's got unlimited power to keep us in our closet. Our recording studio is closed, but we're going to keep bringing you this show. We can go to the beach, so. Yeah, TJ, what does the wind at the beach sound like? Oh, uh, oh, oh. I meant. Oh, gosh. Have a a hilarious week. Here we go. Bye. 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 Bye.